Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecues and Movies. Today is June 30th, 2021. It is currently 3.02 a.m. in the morning. Yep, I'm late up again. What can I say? I work late. <laughs> I'm a night hawk, right? You know how it is. So anyway... I got some things I got to get off my chest. Well, by the way, today is Wednesday, and today is Wedding Wednesday, so we're not going to talk about barbecue. We're not going to talk about politics. We're not going to talk about movies. It's all about weddings today, even though I really want to talk about barbecue because I had an awesome barbecue party on Monday. Yeah, not on a weekend. It was on Monday because that was the day when everyone was available, including myself. So... Today's podcast is all about weddings because it's Wedding Wednesdays, and I haven't done one of these podcasts in a long, long freaking time. Uh, you know, I really wanted to do it, but you know, I had just other things on my mind, and I didn't really have much things to talk about. I mean, to be completely honest, I really didn't. I was so busy doing weddings, and you know, politics got involved with everything, and then you know, barbecue talk. I can just keep. I can talk barbecue all day. So, what is on today's agenda for my podcast? I want to talk about this epidemic of poor quality, bad customer service in the Hawaii wedding industry. It it irritates the hell out of me. You know, I mean, I'm sure you brides out there, you grooms out there who have tried to contact these wedding companies, you know, most of them take too damn long to respond to inquiries. You know, you're out there, you write a long email to them, and you think, okay, maybe they're busy one day or two day. But then they respond after maybe a week or two weeks. That's way too freaking long. And when they respond, many of them are not very personable. They do a cut and paste respond. and Or maybe they do, do one or two sentences. Or they'll send you to a link to their website. And, you know, and they treat you like a number, right? And for me, I think that's totally unacceptable. You know, for myself, when I get an email inquiry, um, you know, sometimes it does take me maybe a day or two, maybe. I I try to respond right away. I used to try to respond on my phone, but my fingers are too fat. So sometimes I would uh, misspell certain words on top of my my emails, and I didn't really mean those things. I have to back up and I say, oh, no, I didn't mean to send you that and everything like that. So I just stopped responding to the emails um, with that. I would get on my phone and just wait to, you know, until I got back home late at night, you know, again, 3 a.m. in the morning, 4 a.m. in the morning. And, uh, you know, and that's why a lot of you, you know, that's why a lot of you couples who book with me, you're getting emails from me at like 2 a.m. in the morning because that's when I'm, you know, I'm writing to you because, you know, after I do all my work and everything and later on when it's a lot more quiet in my house, that's when I can actually do all my emails. So, yeah, but at least I respond really quick, at least within a day or two, right? Now, the other thing that pisses me off is that many are not masters at their craft. And um, like, say, for example, we'll just just take photography because I know that, you know, I guess that craft pretty well. Or even videography, right? Because I I used to be in the movie industry, right? Or the entertainment industry. Why don't I tell you that? And (laughs) I see all these videographers and photographers some of their photos look nice because they can they know how to light things correctly and they know how to they know how to light things correctly and how to give you a, a sharp picture and maybe they have a shallow depth of field, right? But what about posing the couple correctly to make that 
waist of the bride a lot skinnier than it actually is, right? There's all different photo tricks on there. You know, when you take selfies, you know for a fact you have good angles and bad angles. Why can't these wedding photographers shoot you from your good angle? Correct? Right? <laughs> I've seen these video shoots, you know, um, from these, um, these videographers out there, and they give you this montage, and they don't show the whole vows. I mean, the couples are saying their vows to each other. Why don't you have a camera shooting the groom's face and a camera shooting the bride's face? And why don't you cut back and forth between those two so you can show a reaction, an action-reaction shot, right? Look how you do in the movies, right? You say a joke, the other person laughs. You know, you, you say your vows, the other person cries. No, they don't have that. Instead, they say their vows and they cut to them getting ready for their pictures. I mean, getting ready for their, their reception, getting ready, putting on their wedding dress while they're saying the vows. What are you doing? That's not good storytelling. And then they advertise, oh, we're good, very good storytellers. That's not good storytelling at all. In fact, when you create a montage in a movie, in screenwriting, a montage usually just shows passage of time and you show very little story in there. Imagine if you know, a montage is basically a, a movie trailer. That's all it is. But these wedding companies now are giving you, charging you thousands of dollars for a video montage that looks nice. But when you take a look at the raw footage, it looks like crap. These guys can't deliver you know, a good hour and a half footage or an hour, uh, I guess, um, of, of entertainment for your wedding day. They can't. They're not that talented. So anyway, that's what today's podcast is about. And I want to share with you a story um, that just happened over this weekend when another company tried to approach me to fulfill some of their wedding packages for them, right? And at first I said, I thought this would be a great opportunity. And then I backed down. So I want to, I'm going to give you the inside scoop on what happened with my company and another company, all right? So this is like secret news, people. This is like secret NSA, CIA stuff that's happening in the wedding industry that you're going to like, no. I'm not going to name names. I'm going to keep them. I'm going to black out their names. I'm going to black out their wedding company. But if they hear this podcast, they're going to know who they are, and they may even defend themselves, but I'm going to get my opinion out there because I want you to know the truth, all right? But before we get to all of that, uh, let's get you updated on what's happening in, happening in Hawaii right now because I, I got to get that off my chest too. So the COVID update, we have uh, 33 new positive cases as of yesterday, right? I don't know the new um, cases for Wednesday. Again, I'm doing this podcast at 3 a.m. in the morning, so all of, this, all of these stats were for Tuesday. So we have 33 new positive cases, 19 on Oahu, that's where I live, 8 on Maui, 3 on the Big Island, and 3 residents who were out of state. So I'm not sure why we even, you know, tally out the tally out the three residents who are out of state. It doesn't make any sense because if I move to Florida and I get infected, they would still count me as infected in Hawaii. So technically, we only have 30 positive cases. I don't know what the hell they're doing. This is the state of Hawaii. We're not the smartest. Now, what don't we know? Well, the same thing like you don't know about your infection cases, right? And these are quote-unquote quote-unquote infections, um, we don't know their ages. We don't know if these quote-unquote infections were asymptomatic or not. And we don't know if these infections, people who were infected, 
were wearing masks? And were they indoors or outdoors? And if they were hospitalized or not? We don't know. And if they were hospitalized, were they treated with hydroxychloroquine, zinc, azithromycin, or were they just told to go home? Right? I mean, these are all the things that we want to know. Were they vaccinated or not? Right? And if they were infected while they're, um, I guess, uh, I guess infected while they're vaccinated, those quote unquote breakthrough cases, which vaccine did they take? Why don't they tell us that? They don't tell us that. Just imagine that your Department of Health, like here, even here in Hawaii, they're keeping you in the freaking dark. And that's what kind of pisses me off. And by the way, if you're vaccinated, you can still get infected with COVID, right? All, all these vaccines do is means that when you get infected with COVID, all it does is it allows your body to fight off this infection very efficiently. Your body is infected with one trillion viruses or bacterias right now, and your, your immune system is fighting it off so effectively that you have no idea you're sick, right? Because you're not sick. So what does asymptomatic mean? It means you're not sick. So when you hear about people who are these are quote-unquote breakthrough cases, and they're tested positive, it doesn't mean they're actually infected. That's why I say quote-unquote infections, right? So just to let you know, when you hear about these breakthrough cases, don't freak out, people, all right? Just don't freak out. Now, the good news right now is that the mayor of Honolulu, that's Oahu, is an anti-lockdown person, while over there in Kauai and Maui, they also they seem to be more pro-lockdown. So they seem to worry. And right before the vaccine started to really to take effect, the Kauai mayor, he locked down, by the way. I mean, they opened up again, but they locked down for a short time. So again, you know, none of the mayors are very intelligent, but the one on Oahu is actually more pro-business, may have the most private sector experience out of all of them. Uh, but, you know, is he better than, he's a lot better than our own mayor, just to say that, right? And again, he, he keeps pushing for us to open up, open up, open up travel. Um, unfortunately, everything is kind of left to our governor, who is just a slow brain dude who sounds like Kermit the Frog. And ironically, a lot of people call him a puppet because he's a, he is a puppet for a lot of people who uh, want to control the narrative of COVID and everything else in Hawaii. So uh, for those of you who are just tuning into my podcast now, just to bring you up to date on who you're dealing with, because again, this governor will most likely affect your wedding one day. And he did. He did, right? Uh, not too long ago, I guess during his first term, this governor, he issued an accidental text that said a ballistic missile was headed to Oahu from North Korea. And he said in this, in this text that it was not a drill and to please take shelter and to expect the missile to hit within 10 minutes. So everyone thought that they were going to die. And well, except our governor, because he knew that it was all a false alarm. But instead of getting on TV, the radio, or issuing a quick press conference, some form, right, in some medium, he did nothing for two hours and he sent the entire state of Hawaii into a freaking panic. I mean, there were locals putting their kids down storm drains. Tourists were running on the beach. People were crying. And then after two hours, he says that he didn't release, um, I guess, a statement saying that this was a false alarm because he lost his Twitter password. So that's how stupid he is. More than likely, he was panicking, didn't know what to do. None of his staff knew what to do because, again, they could have got to the radio, on TV, or anywhere. Right, just call up your newspaper, they'll tell you. Call up a representative, they'll tell you. He didn't even call up anyone, no one in the military, no one. 
right? He's the governor. <laughs> he can't even think up of a good lie. So this idiot is in charge of our COVID policies, and that's why he's so slow at opening up. While the entire state of, uh, all the states are opening up, even California, the most democratic states out there are opening up, no masks indoors or outdoors, you know, people are just acting normal, right? Hawaii, indoors, you still are limited to a certain amount. Restaurants are still limited to a, cer to a certain amount of people. And, uh, and, and also the way you can inter interact, right? Um, outdoor weddings, though, no, no mask, no nothing. Absolutely nothing. And uh, by the way, we were supposed to uh, allow vaccinated people in a long time ago, maybe about two weeks ago. I know some people within his cabinet who they're expecting to have all of these COVID mandates all dropped, basically all dropped, because here in Hawaii, we have so little infections, so little infections. And those who are already, um, I guess, what do they call it? Vulnerable, 85 years, are the, the average age of the person who died in Hawaii is 85 years old, by the way. And uh, those people right there are all vaccinated. So the vulnerable are vaccinated. And for some reason, our governor is just dragging his feet. And he's saying, we need our vaccination to be way, way, way high before it can fully open up. <sighs> it's frustrating. I am just frustrated, all right? So again, this idiot is the reason why many of you had to actually cancel your wedding or push back your wedding or, you know, you're worried about, you know, mandates and everything like that. All I have to say right now is that if you're vaccinated, you don't have to actually take the take that test yet. Well, maybe not yet, but July 8th, right? That's that's the actual like uh that's the actual um, you know, date. So currently right now on July 8th, if you're fully vaccinated, which means you have two shots of the Moderna or Pfizer or one shot of the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, you can bypass the quarantine without a pre-travel uh, pre test. So none of that PCR test or nothing. But your vaccination record, it must be uploaded to the Safe Travels website or printed out prior to departure with a hard copy. I'm not sure what they mean by that. I'm just reading it off their website. And have your hard copy in hand when arriving in Hawaii. So I think you have a, a hard copy that's printed off the Safe Travels website. But I also think you should just upload it to the Safe Travels website because I have heard... I think our wedding singer said that you had to have it uploaded as well, even though they're saying it's not. So, you know, I'm not sure. I would just say upload it to the Safe Travel site and also have the hand copy, hard copy thing in hand because, again, you're, you're dealing with the state of Hawaii, which is, you know, they're, they have no idea what the hell they're doing. Okay, so just bring both just in case. Upload it and also have the hard copy in hand. So... That brings us to my only question on my Facebook forum, which is Hawaii Wedding Information. And by the way, if you're not on there, just go to Hawaii Wedding Information and sign up. It's on Facebook. You know, I have a lot of people who, who, who sign up there who are clients and who are not clients. I, I always give out my advice there. Um, I always talk about my podcast on top of there. And, and uh, if you have any questions on there, I'll try to answer them either through comments or through this podcast which I used to do once every week, but then it's been kind of slow lately. So I'm sorry about that. This podcast is for other stuff too, you know, given the name Barbecue to Movies, right? So anyway, um, let's see, here's my other question. So the question right now is uh, as is. Okay, so here's the question. I know July 8th is the day they're allowing vaccines, proof to bypass a negative test, 
But do you have any idea on when they might drop all restrictions, all restrictions, travel, mask indoors, etc., etc.? Getting married in Maui in August, hoping the guests to have a normal or as close to normal of an experience as they can. Always enjoy listening to the podcast and the insight you bring. Oh, oh, thank you so much. I'm not going to name who said that because uh, some people may not like my podcast and they may start attacking it. (laughs) But anyway, um, so the governor said that uh, um, Hawaii, the residents, we have to reach a 70% vaccination rate right now, a fully vaccination rate. I think we're currently or or, uh, we're inching up to 60%. So we should reach 70%. We're hoping by August. Uh, but it's, things have been slowing down now. He, but he also kind of backtracked on that just last week saying that if infections stay low, then he may actually drop all, he may, I guess, have the courage to drop all mask mandates and travel mandates and anything that had to do with COVID, right? So he did say that. And then now this whole Delta, you know, variant came out. And now again, he's, you know, he's, uh, going back into a turtle shell out there and being the weakling Governor Ige that we were kind of used to. So I'm really not sure. We're dealing with an idiot here. So, uh, the person who wrote this, uh, I wish I could give you a direct answer, but, um, he said 70% vaccination rate when Hawaii, uh, I guess when Hawaii residents are 70% vaccinated. And that's the whole population, including children, which he has, which he keeps pushing, by the way. He wants a lot of children to get vaccinated, even though the WHO comes out and says, hey, you know what? These mRNA vaccines, even the Johnson & Johnson, may actually be very, very dangerous to women who are under 30 and also children. And why are we vaccinating children who are already immune to this thing, basically 100%, right? You know, there was a, there was one person who actually, one child who actually died um, from COVID down here in Hawaii. They got off the plane um, and they did the PCR test and immediately they were, they had to, I guess the the kid was symptomatic when he came over to Hawaii and they had to rush him to the hospital. They did the, they did the PCR test and they found out the kid had COVID, and he died the next day. And uh, the parents were here. They um, they did, were tested for COVID, but they were fully vaccinated, and uh, they didn't have COVID. But the, the kid wasn't, you know, vaccinated, and he had COVID, and he died. The governor comes out and says, well, this is the reason why, and a story why, an example why, you know, kids need to be vaccinated. Well, the full story comes out is that this young kid is part of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. He was dying of cancer. He was basically terminal. And the parents were rushing him down to Hawaii so he could see Hawaii because that was on his bucket list. Unfortunately, he died before he could accomplish that. So he didn't, he died with COVID, not from COVID. I found out that story from a doctor who worked in the hospital where that kid was actually, uh, I guess, was actually treated or where they tried to perform life-saving treatment on him but couldn't because he was basically already terminal. Lies. Lies, again, by our governor, who's just trying to push a vaccine on the young kids. And he keeps saying, follow the science. And the WHO comes out there and says, hey, you know what? This isn't safe for kids. That's all I have to say about that. Anyway, ain't I full of opinions, right? I'm just full of it. So I'm going to cut to commercial. 
you got to listen to me, plug Anchor, then plug my own company. And then I'm going to get back and get to the whole body of this podcast because I have still a lot more to get off on my chest here. And I want to talk about, again, this epidemic of poor quality, bad customer service in the Hawaii wedding industry, all right? And I'm going to tell you the story. It's a secret story. So you got to tune in. You know, Don't check out. I know a lot of you got to check out, go back to work, but put my podcast on pause or come back later, right? And listen to it because you're going to want to listen to the story. It's pretty cool. Well, not pretty cool for me, but it's pretty cool that you're hearing all this inside information. All right. So here's the commercial. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Okay, I hope you're back from that commercial break. And today's podcast right now, again, it's all about quality in the wedding industry. You know, you would think that if you work in such a great industry that's all about love and everything, that you should be dedicated to quality. You're giving that person the best. I always believe that. You know, when I got into this industry, I always wanted to give it the best. But you know what? Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. So, I'm going to turn this music down here. I can't focus without music on here. I'm sorry about that. That's a fun song, though. But, you know, for me, I guess I'm a quality person, right? I'm so picky. And I get it's a strength. It's a flaw of mine. You know, my own strength is my own weakness. But I think I see what others don't see. You know, so when I go to eat food outside, I, I, I love the food. But if there's something wrong, I'm going to complain about it, you know. You know, we could go to a restaurant if there's service and I don't see good service, I'll complain. Well, I won't complain to them, but I'll, you know, I'll complain to my friends or relatives or whoever's with me out there. Say, hey, you know, the, you know, the surface is kind of slow here, right? Isn't it kind of slow? And, and uh, you know, it's a good thing and sometimes it's a bad thing, right? And a lot of times when I talk about it, I, I add humor to it because, again, you know, no one wants to listen to a constant complainer unless they're kind of more comedic, Right. And even with my own company, my own work, you know, Dream Weddings Hawaii or any company which I'm involved with, I'm really picky and I see the flaws. And um, it's, you know, the, the company's never perfect. Like, even when I take photos, the photo is never perfect, right? I, you know, when I take a photo, it's all digital now, right? So I, I can take a photo and then I can show my wedding couple. And then I show my wedding couple and they think, this is so great. This picture's perfect. Boy, what am I seeing? Oh, I, I could have posed her a different way. I, you know, she should have been leading instead of in the back. The water isn't right. The sunset's a little bit too yellow. And these are things that I may correct post post production, or I may just say, let's get, let's do this shot one more time. And a lot of times I just say, let's do the shot one more time, one more time, one more time. If you book with me, I'm a compulsive liar when I say one more time. The word one more time, it comes out of my mouth. That probably means an infinite number of times. I'll say one more time, one more time. Okay, this is the last time. Okay, after that, one more time, I promise. This is the way I shoot. <laughs> so it's, it's never one more time. But so anyway, moving on to the story. Uh, I got a wedding inquiry 
this past weekend on Friday. Uh, right after work, right before I was about to slap um, a brisket on top of the grill. And uh, I got this one inquiry, and it was different than any other of the inquiries I got that day. Because this wedding inquiry was from another wedding company, right? Yes, another wedding company had inquired to me. And other wedding companies, by the way, they do book me. And I, they book just me for my photography services. Or sometimes they're, they're in need of video services. That's basically what they're looking for. Because their photographer, you know, kind of, you know, crapped out on them. Or sometimes they're looking for better quality. So they're saying they want to have a higher quality. So they want to hire me out and basically spend more money. And I like that because they trust me. And I'm fine with that. And they pay me whatever my rate is, the same rate that I actually charge you out there, they're paying that same rate. So don't think they're getting a deal. And they're fine with that because, again, they're just tacking on their profit on top of that. But, again, there's nothing wrong with making a profit. There really isn't, right? I have no, no problem people making profits from it. So uh, this other wedding company, they call me up, and I'm not going to name the names of who called me up. And the wedding company, again, we're going to keep that little you know, a little out of the conversation right here. But this company was operated by a quote-unquote Christian minister. And I'm not sure if he's Christian per se, but let's say, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. And he was in a dilemma, is that he did not want to do gay weddings. Now, okay, that's fine. Um, there's a lot of companies out there who won't, do gay, who won't do gay weddings. And there's a lot of gay wedding companies out there who won't do straight weddings, by the way. So it works both ways, right? And um, he basically asked me if I could fulfill the wedding packages for the gay wedding inquiries that was coming into his company. So we got into a conversation about, like, you know, the services he provided. And I kind of told him right out there that, you know, uh, the way I wanted it for it to work was that he would refer me all of the wedding uh, couples that would inquire with him. And we would gladly take those inquiries and then sell them on our wedding packages and we would fulfill it with them. And then we would pay him a percentage of the money back, like, you know, a referral fee, right? Like 10%, 20% or whatever it is, right? And um, he said, right straight to me. So he didn't want to make any money from it because he felt it would be very sinful to actually make money from the wedding service. I said, okay, fine. So we would get to keep everything, and that's fine. So we would just say, so then he said, well, you know, he'll want to um, have us book maybe about two or three weddings per month because that's what, how many, you know, um, same sex wedding couples that he would get. <laughs> Sounds fine with me. So Monday comes around, right? I don't think it was Sunday. Sunday comes around and uh, we get an inquiry from him, this first inquiry. And then in this inquiry, in this long email, not long email, long text message on my phone, and this was an inquiry for like, I think it was July 30th or something like that. And uh, he, he, gets, he gets it and he says, well, he has two gals coming down and he wants to sell them on one of the packages. So what package did he have? Well, it was his package from his wedding company. And it, it included, I'll read it out what he had in here. Um, he had a minister and we had to do a conch shell blowing, which is fine. Two cheap shell lays. So I have no idea what those are. But I found out later it was about 50 cents. A photo package, one location with around 30, 30 to 45 pictures, which I would deliver to them. 50 digital images total, maybe. Uh, but he wanted me to shoot 120 shots or more. And why did he want to do that? So he could create an album on his website where he could sell additional pictures for $3.50 or charge a few extra $100 for the entire gallery. And this package, by the way, 
he was gonna um again we would be able to sell it for four hundred fifty dollars and with the and then he would maybe be able to upsell it for maybe an extra two hundred dollars so it'd be six hundred fifty bucks right now for me I I responded and I said well I thought you were gonna refer us your pack refer us to clients I didn't actually want to do your package right. And then we got into this conversation. So I, so I called him back up. We got into this conversation. And he said, no, 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 no. Um, he, um, he doesn't want to refer me couples. Because he wants to create this illusion that his company isn't prejudiced against gays. Right? And even though he, he said he's not prejudiced against gays, you know, but he just doesn't want to do gay weddings. Okay, so that's fine. Right? But he, he wanted us to keep the same package because... He didn't want, and he didn't want even us to even use our name that we're actually fulfilling this package for him. We just wanted to be like vendors. And I said, okay, that's kind of weird. But I told him, I don't want to, I don't want to use this package. And we got into this very, not really heated conversation, but he started saying, uh, he, he, he asked, why, why don't you want to use my package? And I said, well, first of all, I don't want this, I don't want to use this package because it limits us to one location, Magic Island which I personally hate. Now, I think Magic Island is good if you're okay with, like, you know, crowds, if you're okay with, like, you know, a lot of crowds, um, and uh, you're okay with people in the background and not a very sandy beach. And, uh, and, and then sometimes this one location where he wanted us to do the wedding at, sometimes there's a wedding over there, so we would have to move locations. So I, told, I asked him, well, what if there's a wedding at that one location? He said, well, just go to the side of it and just shoot. I said, well, you know, if we shoot, there, you're going to have the other wedding in the background of all the shots. And he said, well, who cares? Who cares? Well, I care. And I said, I, I really care. I don't want the other wedding in the shot. And then he says, well, you know, well, we don't care. Well, that's you, you know. <laughs> I said, don't you care about the quality? And then he asked me, why do you care so much? Why do you care so much? This is not your friends or your relatives. They're just a customer. Why do you care? Well, I was really taken back, right? And then I said, well, what if it rains in Magic Island, right? Or maybe this couple doesn't want to get married in Magic Island. Maybe they want a place where there's no crowds. They want a, a nicer location because maybe they don't want, maybe they want to get married on the North Shore. They, they'll take a look at my album and say, get married on the North Shore. And he says, well, we don't want them looking at your album. Just shoot it at Magic Island and just do it. You know, who cares? You know, don't tell them about the North Shore. Keep them on Magic Island. So he wouldn't allow us to change locations. Now, personally, I have a problem. You know, I tell all of my couples, hey, you know, get out of Waikiki, you know, get out of the crowds, go to the North Shore, go to the West Shore, you know, where you have these very secluded beaches where we have nothing but sand, ocean, and a beautiful sunset. You know, that's what people think of when they want to marry in Hawaii, right? On top of that, he wouldn't allow us to sell more services or products. We wouldn't be able to add more lace. So I said, you know, I don't like these, you know, puka shell lays. And he said, no, we don't use puka shell lays. They're too expensive. These are cheap 50 cent lays. Our ministers have tons of them. You know, you just buy them. It's about 50 cents a piece, you know. So you're giving them cheap lays. These shell lays, which are a piece of crap. Why can't you give them flower orchid lays that just cost five bucks and just, you know, five bucks or six bucks and charge $10 for it? No, he has to give you the 50 cent crap lace, right? 
<laughs> you know, it's it's stupid, right? And what if the the bride, one bride wants a miley a miley lay, and then the other bride wants an orchid lay, or, or like a ginger lay, or, or something, or, or pakaki, or something nice, and they want to spend more? And it goes, no, 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 just deliver our lay. So again, we couldn't make more money, right? And what if they want video? No, you can't have video. If you want video, you have to use one of our packages. We can't use your packages. So again, I'm very limited in what do I what I can do. So I'm really not liking this, right? And then I said, you know, you don't even know about our ministry services. And then he says, as long as they blow the con shell, it's okay. All right? So what if we go, you want a Christian minister? And he goes, oh, no, no, can't have a Christian minister. But our, our ministers are Christian and they're okay. So, you know, they're okay with doing wedding, wedding stuff. So he said, no, no, they're gay. They're not allowed to have a Christian service. So this guy... He's actually prejudiced, and he doesn't even know it. He doesn't even know it, right? So again, you know, you know I'm, I'm getting kind of heated, but I'm still trying to be like, you know, nice to this guy. And um, what, what does, then he starts telling me, he starts going off on a tangent saying, you know, Steve, why do you care about quality so much? You know, I, I'm not even asking you to do the photography. You know, just Hire some like college kid, a blowhard, pay him 20 bucks, do the photography, and then you'll be on your way. Just collect the money. Why do you care? You know, why do you care? And he's kept saying, and I said, you know, it's just who I am. When I do a service, I want to deliver a really, really good service. You know, um, my ministers, they get paid the majority of the gate when basically, you know, I charge. 175 for my ministry services. Guess how much my ministers keep? 165. So I make $10 profit. How much does he pay his ministers? About 20, 30 bucks. And that's why you're getting a 20 to $30 service. And I bet they're not even true Christians. So this guy's all about making the money. He doesn't care about the photography, doesn't care about the ministry, doesn't care about the lays. He doesn't even care about my company, right? And then I told him, the problem is that, I, I kind of told him this. The problem is that if I take any of your jobs, right, and um, it nets me a small profit, but you're ultimately giving, I guess, me no chance to make more profit from a job. And um, because basically, if I only can make $300 from your job, um, I could have the, if I sell one of my packages, I could basically make two to three grand. And then he says, you know what, you're just, you're just talking hypotheticals because there's no way you're going to book a couple right now, this, you know, this, you know, for, um, late in the game, you know, for like, like a package that is going to be like way more than what, what I can offer you right now. And guess what? I just got an inquiry just today for a package that is way more that he, you know, he would have offered way, way more. Right. So. You know, but I didn't book that person yet, but there's an opportunity. And if that person books with me, they're going to get the best quality I can get out there. Oh, boy, I'm worked up, people. I'm just worked up. Now, here's the, the bad thing. It's not just his company that operates like this. Most do. And it's so unfortunate. I mean, I can tell you that my photos are on a lot of other company websites and, uh, you know, again, I did a wedding for them and they still use my pictures because they come out good, right? But they're not booking me. They're using my pictures to book couples. Now, who are they booking to do their wedding photos? I, I think sometimes they book a really good photographer. Sometimes they don't. 
But sometimes I will get a call from these other wedding companies saying, this couple really likes those photos. I, and they're so scared of delivering, of not delivering that quality that they're willing to take, you know, um, I guess a loss on that package. Um, just so they can make, just so they won't get a bad review so they can book me, but it is what it is, right? It is what it is. So what can I say? Now, the question is to you is like, how do you know that you're, you know, that you don't know that you're booking a con artist? I mean, I I think that's what I would like to call these wedding companies out here. Some of these wedding companies, they're cons, they're con artists. You know, I'm going to be very honest with you. You're not going to like the answer. You're not going to know. You're really not going to know because they're that good of a con. Like, there's some companies out there that they're so nice. The people here, like, this guy is a very nice, charismatic guy. And remember when he first sold me on this, I was willing to work with him. He sold me. And it wasn't until I did more further digging and then pressed him that I found out how, you know, prejudiced he is against gays, how, like, selfish he is. <laughs> so... You know, it took some pressing and to even trigger him to get like this, this his true self, uh, you know, his true personality out of there. But are you going to do that? Are you going to press your wedding coordinator? Because what if they aren't, you know, a con, right? It could be a nice guy. But <laughs> it's just one of those things. You know, I had a, again, I had a wedding a couple inquire with me today about day of coordination. And, uh, you know, to me, day of coordination is mo- one of the most complete, BS type of ripoffs that a wedding coordinator can actually ever get. It is the most type of like, um, I guess, uh, corrupt transfer of wealth you can ever think of out there that, that, uh, that happens in the wedding industry or just one of them. I think it's one of the most. So what's happening right now is that all these wedding venues, right? Uh, they're requiring you to actually use, um, I guess a wedding coordinator or a wedding day of coordinator, a day of wedding coordinator, uh, on your, I guess, at their venue. And you have to use someone from their preferred list. So you think that the preferred list would actually be really good. No, the preferred list are um, vendors who either have paid to be on the preferred list or have promised to give 10 to 15% and sometimes even more of their gate. Or what, I, mean, I call it gate by, from, from promoting, but of their ticket price, right? Uh, of whatever they charge uh, to the venue. That's the only reason why they're quote-unquote preferred, right? It's not because they're good. That's it. So what does a person on the day of coordination do? Not much. If you book like me, a photographer or a photographer, minister, videographer. See, I have had companies that book me. I mean, I have had couples who book me completely, right? And then... Again, we're handling minister, photo, video, flowers, um, uh, entertainment, the limo. Also, we referred out the, the catering to Konecki's or something like that. So everything is basically handled, right? And on top of that, I'm coordinating that day as well because I'm the photographer and I do both, right? Now, this venue requires a day of coordinator, coordinator that's a preferred coordinate, coordinator. What do they do? Absolutely nothing on the day because everything is handled. The caterer, I don't care if you didn't hire it through me, like Konecki's, you tell them what time to appear, what kind of food you want. They'll appear on time and serve that food. You hire a professional photographer, they'll show up on time, they'll do their stuff. You hire a professional videographer, they show up on time, do their stuff. Your hairstylist, they do their stuff. Their florists, show up on time, do their stuff. What is your wedding, your minister, show up on time, do their stuff. What does your day of coordinator do? Absolutely nothing. And you just paid them $800. And now... Well, you, yeah, eight hundred, eight hundred dollars. 
Who gets 20% of that, right? Oh, your venue for doing nothing. So the, so the, um, the, the venue gets you know, an extra, like, you know, 300, 400 bucks. And the, and this company out there who is friends with the, with the venue, they get an extra 800 bucks, right? And some of them charge two, three grand for it because you have to book them. Isn't it crazy? All your, all your coordination is done prior to the wedding. It's done prior to the wedding. It's not done on the day of the wedding. There's nothing that coordinator can actually do to troubleshoot anything. It's the hugest ripoff there, you know? And that's why, I, you know, people ask me, how do you do day of coordination on the day of the wedding with you being the photographer or the videographer? Well, because <laughs> I don't have to do anything. Everyone's professional. Everyone's professional. They do their job. You know, I always, I like to, you know, I played football before, so I like to use football metaphors, but your wedding is very much like the biggest game of your life. The biggest game in football is Super Bowl, right? So when, you know, are you going to, what is, and the, basically the head coach is your wedding coordinator. All of your planning, all of your gaming, your scheming and all that is done prior to the Super Bowl, right? If you show up on the Super Bowl and no one knows what to do, well, then you failed as a coach. You failed as a wedding coordinator. So as a wedding coordinator, all the hard work is done from the time you get the inquiry and to the basically to the days leading up to your wedding. On the day of, you don't have to do anything. On the day of, I don't have to do anything. You know, all my ministers, everyone's going to show up on time. That's it. I just have to make sure they're all going to show up. A phone call. That entitles me to 800 to to 1000 bucks to $3,000 a freaking phone call. You could do that yourself. In fact, you should do that yourself. Another big ripoff, right? You know? <laughs> and will a wedding day coordinator actually improve the quality of your wedding day? Absolutely not. They're not going to do anything. I mean, really, what, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Right? Who's the day of coordinator? Who's calling the shots on that day? It's you, the bride. Anyway. All right, people. That's it for this podcast. That's it for this Wedding Wednesday podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm, I'm going to try to do this more regularly, but, you know, I, don't, I just don't know. When I do, I'll do it. It'll be on Wednesdays. everyone that's it for today i had fun podcasting if you like what you hear please share my podcast if you can't find me look on your favorite podcast platform and look for bbq2 movies that's bbq to movies yeah the to is not the number two by the way it is to like terrell owens so that's bbq2 movies catch you around